Well, good morning. Hey, uh, I'm Kirk. Thanks. Um, Jim is preaching somewhere else today, so I have the honor and privilege to get to share with you guys this morning. It's it's always humbling and uh, kind of nerve wracking to stand up here and, and be responsible for for going through some of the word for you. So, um, but I'm I'm also excited. So if you uh, we're paying attention as we were reading the scripture there. A little trigger warning. We're going to talk about money today, right? Everyone just loves coming on Super Bowl Sunday to come and talk about money, right? Uh, so I want to acknowledge and throw that out there that this, this can be an awkward and it's a really personal topic, but the Bible has a whole lot to say about it and Jesus says a whole lot about it. So it's important that we as a church uh, we talk about it. So, um, and also, I, I want to say, um, I, I work for Young Life, so my job, my, my existence is based on other people's giving. Um, so many people, even in this room, have given very generously to Young Life and to me, and this church has really supported us, and the Young Lives person in Wheeling, um, and they were staying at another, another kind of place. So they would have to come over, um, and, and we would find each other, and we, we would all sit. Um, and this one morning, Adam walks in with this like huge box of donuts and he, he comes in and he sits down and then like he just kind of stands up to our group and turns around. And he's like, donuts, who wants donuts? You want a donut? And he's like passing the box around. The box isn't anywhere near him and he's still like kind of selling him like, you get a donut? You see, we, we got donuts, donuts. Um, and he was, he was like, he was so excited to be sharing these donuts. And I'm sitting there thinking like, Man, here I am such a jerk. Like, I've showed up and like, this guy is so willingly and cheerfully, gladly giving out these donuts. Like, where do they even get these donuts? Like, this is crazy. So later, uh, we're hanging out. I'm like, man, that was, that was really cool of you. Like, I would, I would never have thought to like get donuts to share and, and to do that. He's like, what are you talking about? I was on the bus that they made us take to get here and they gave us a box of donuts and I, I didn't want them. So like, I was just, I was just giving them out. Um, but he was so excited to do it. So believe it or not, I think this, this really ties in kind of well, uh, with what we're going to talk about. The, this, this widow and the gift that she gave. So, uh, remember the donuts. Like kind of hold that in your head. Remember the donuts. All right. <laughs> yeah, if I was really good, I would have brought donuts for everybody. I'm not that good. Um, all right, so here we go. Uh, so the last couple of weeks, this is kind of context. Uh, oh, that's not the Bible I want to use. Um, am I on? Yeah, green light? Green light, thanks. Uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, we've been kind of on this crash course toward Jerusalem. So we've been preaching through the book of Luke for like, over a year, maybe it's been it's been a minute, um, but now we're kind of we're finally to the last place that that Jesus is is going to be. And in fact, what we're going to talk about today, some people say, is Jesus's last public words. So from here, um, he's gonna he's got a lot more to say, and there's a lot more to do. But from here on out, it's kind of private. So th- this is the last public teachings of Jesus. Pretty important, pretty significant, right? Um, so. Um, as, again, as context here, uh, this time is the, uh, it's the Passover. So this was like Jewish Christmas. This is like their biggest celebration where everybody was coming to Jerusalem and the temple was a super, super busy place. Like thousands and thousands of people are, are here in this one place. And where they're at, it's this uh, kind of, it's like a roofed kind of colonnade. So imagine this like large, large space with 
with big columns. And this is where people would go to make offerings. So, like, around the room, there would be, like, these, it was kind of big open air. But there'd be, like, these, they called them trumpets. So they're, like, like upside-down trumpets. So it's, like, narrow that gets wider into these big boxes. And there's 13 of them around the room. And they're labeled for different things. So I, I wrote a couple of them down that they were, like, uh, like there was a bird one. <laughs> there's a wood one. Uh Six of them were like free will offerings. So they had different things that you could like give to different items that were needed. And remember, they're building the temple. So like wood would make sense. They used birds for sacrifice. So giving offerings so people could like have birds. Like that was, it made sense. And then free will. So just people could, I don't know, they could do whatever they want with it. So, but people were glad to do this. This was part of the Passover celebration. People would come in from all over the place, excited and, and ready to give these gifts. So imagine that you're there, and it's like super busy. The sound, like they didn't have paper money. They're not swiping credit cards. They like have these physical metal coins that they're dropping into these like brass trumpets that are like rolling and ringing down and they hit landing in these big boxes. And thousands of people are doing that. Like this is a noisy kind of affair, right? And like I, the, the good side of this is like. You hear the noise and everybody celebrates because somebody's given like like a big gift and, and everybody's kind of clapping and it's like it inspires you to give. I was thinking he's doing. He's he's like basically people watching. Like this is why I go to Walmart after 11 p.m. because it's it's a cultural experience. Like he's experiencing all and he's he's observing. He's taking it in and he's he's noticing what people are dropping um, into the offering box. So just maybe to hit the pause button there, maybe that's a first important kind of takeaway. God notices what we give. He, it's, it's not past him. It's such a private and personal thing to think about. Like, we don't really talk about this with really even like our families or like it's such an, a private thing. But what is a lepton, I guess? Um, and these were the smallest of all coins. The name means the thin one, which made me think of thin mints. Um, and it was worth one sixteenth of a penny. So she has What's two sixteenths of a penny? She has like not even a penny. And so she has these two coins and they would actually make them by like literally shaving them off of other coins. So they're like these tiny little like wafers of metal. Um, and that was her thing. So she goes up and she puts these into the, the trumpets. Um, was this noisy? No, <laughs> right? Like who, who noticed what was going, like some, some kid coughing in the back, over, like you couldn't hear over over the noise of the crowd. Nobody noticed what this woman was doing, except who? Jesus. Jesus noticed, and more than just noticed, he cheered like his spirit, like he celebrated and got pumped about what this woman did. It was so cool. So here's here's the verse, and these are the last words that Jesus preached publicly or spoke publicly. Here we go. Truly, I tell you. This poor widow has put more in than all of them, for they contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Um, so I, I want to say that uh, Jesus didn't disapprove of the other gifts that, that were big. Um, he didn't say that those were wrong or that those were bad, but he did say that this, this woman, this widow, that her gift was worth more, which is wrong, right? Like, it's not worth more. Like, that that's not going to buy an orphan a cup of coffee. And these other people are putting in, like, enough that's good. They're going to rebuild the temple with the amount of gold and the amount of, like, gifts that people are giving. 
on, the, on this other side. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, right? Um, so here we go. This is, this is really cool. Um, um, so this is where we're going to read. 2 Corinthians 9, uh, 5, and we'll stop at 10. Here we go. So I thought it necessary, this is Paul writing, to urge the brothers to go on ahead of you and arrange in advance for the gift you promised so that they may be ready as a willing gift, not as an exaction. So basically, they're giving it gladly. They're not like pulling, they're not pulling teeth here. Here we go. Verse six. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Attitude counts. Like, um, on April 15th, when you write your check to Uncle Sam, uh, the government doesn't give a rip about if you're giving willingly or cheerfully or happily or lovingly or any of that. They, they do not care. What do they care about? That you write the check. Not so with God. He cares about the heart of the giver. He wants it to be given cheerfully in a recognition that we are giving from what's already been given to us. That's why we can just throw donuts all over the place because they're not ours. Um, all right, I'm going to reread that 7 through 8 here. But this time, uh, Jim's not here, so I'm going to read from my NLT translation. Uh, <laughs> here it is. This is verse 7 through 9. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything if we had $15 million. Uh, but the, the, the people that were running the camp told us that, uh, that is a, it's a tremendous gift. It's, it's crazy. It's a ridiculous amount of money. It's a ridiculous gift. But this gift, and of the less that they have, um, and man, when you have a little, it's so hard to give it away because it's like you feel like this is the one thing. This is the, the this is what I can say is mine. But is it is it yours? Like, wh- what do you have that's yours? God is 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 good. Your abilities, your your gifts, your money, your your job, all of this stuff has come from Him. Um, and <laughs> some of us probably view that in different ways. You're like, oh, thanks, God. But uh, we can and should be grateful because we, we get to be here and we get to be together. And he is a good father who provides for us. It's, it's the donuts. We can give out this stuff because he's given in to us. And we don't have to worry about there being more because he's, he's good um, and he's blessed us. Um, so, so I will not be the one that goes on percentages. But uh, a guy named C.S. Lewis uh, and Mere Christianity had this to say. If you've not read Mere Christianity, you should order that tonight. Saw we were in trouble and needed rescue. He actually put skin on and came down and was subject to like time to like all the sickness and all the stuff that it means to be human. Hot, cold, like sleepless nights, like all that stuff. He experienced what it means to be. He was falsely accused. We're going to get there really fast. He was betrayed by his best friends, falsely accused, uh, thrown in prison, and eventually was put on a cross. Uh, why? Because he's all in on you, and he's all in on me. He's, he's all in on us. He held nothing back because he loved us so much. He went all the way. We can do that because he first loved us. That's First John 4.19. We love others because he first loved us. Um, oh, pop quiz. Here we go. I actually want somebody to say this out loud. Um, Right before we give the offering, we give, we, we, Jim says a line from 1 Chronicles 29, 14. What is it? No looking at your papers. Oh boy. I'll start you out. All 
All things come of Thee, O Lord. There we go. The people have been around in the back. This is First Chronicles twenty nine fourteen. Jim does a great job of explaining this. Um, all things come of Thee, O Lord, and of Thine own have we given Thee. Uh, basically, they were they were trying to rebuild the temple, and people David saw like how generously people gave, and he was blown away by it. And that's what he said. That here again. Forgive my NLT translation. Here's what that verse says. Everything we have comes from you first. And we give you only what you gave us first. All things come of thee, O Lord. And of thine own have we given thee. Um, it's the donuts. If you think your security and your savings account, uh, your your gifts, your job, your talent, um, if, if that's where your security lies, it's it's a trap door. And at some point, that thing's going to give way. And we don't know when it's going to be, but we do know it's going to happen to all of us. Those are our temporary things. But we have this eternal God who says, I, I've made you. I've, I know you. I love you. I've got you in the palm of my hand, and nothing can snatch you away. How, how dare us be stingy with our, our time, with our resources, with, with our money, with a God like that? He's all in on us. He he knows us and he went all in anyways. We can do that too, guys. We should be all in for our lives because he's gone all in our, on us. Um, look, I do want to say you, you should plan. Uh, you should save. In fact, this widow, widow gave this gift in a place where that was like there were provisions for her, like for widows and orphans. So like she was going to eat. There were going to be people that were going to come alongside her. Um, so, but all of this is kind of like, there's, there's no rules. We have to, we have to search our hearts. Uh, we have to know like what we've been given so that we can boldly give to others. So I think as maybe a, a landing point, um, a challenge would be, uh, if you, if you're married, um, have this discussion with your spouse, uh, later tonight. If, if you're single, um, examine, examine your heart, look at, look at your giving, um, does it match this kind of widow's type of gift? If God was kind of leaned up against the wall as you were giving your, your gifts, whether it be to church or nonprofits or whatever, would, would, he, would he cheer? Is it, is it that type of gift? Are we holding on to things that we don't need to hold on to, that God can use as seeds uh, that we can plant around that will create this, this bountiful harvest? Um, and it, God doesn't, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need your work and your efforts. He is God. He doesn't need anything. But he wants you. He wants you. And he gives us this opportunity to live this life alongside him that we can live and be a blessing to others. And as we do that, it shapes and changes our, our own hearts to be more like his. What a, what a really, really cool thing. So, um, man, thanks for, for listening. Uh, remember the donuts. Let's pray. God, you're good. Thanks for how much you have loved us, for going all in uh, when, man, we did not deserve it. Uh, but you are just that good. Uh, we thank you for how you provide for us, that you are a, a loving, caring, good father. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would help us to have an honest look at the resources that you've given us and how we're doing it, distributing those to other people. Um, and uh Again, God, you're just so good, and you've loved us so much. So I pray that you would protect us, that you would provide for us, that you would continue to care for us, um, and that we could live a life extravagantly and boldly for you uh, because you have given us so much.
We just thank you and pray in Jesus' name. Amen.